You're listening to Heart Sounds, TCTMD's award-winning podcast hosted by Shelley Wood. Hello and welcome to the Heart Sounds podcast. This is the place where I tell you about some of the top news on TCTMD each month, and November has been a busy one. We had the TCT meeting and the AHA meeting this month, and I'm going to spend this podcast speaking with members of the program committees for both of those to hear some of their top takeaways. This is far too much to cram into a single podcast, but I'm going to do my best. First up is Ajay Curtinay of Columbia University Medical Center in New York and a course director for TCTMD. Thanks for joining me, Ajay. Uh, Thanks for having me on. I got to say, I couldn't make it to TCT because of, you know, all the border stuff that was still in place between Canada and the U.S. at the time. But you got to tell me, what was it like being back at an in-person meeting? First, let me say I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm just sorry for not just you, but all the people that potentially wanted to come but couldn't. Um, It was it was just necessary. That's, I guess, the way I would describe it. It was just great. Um, I, I actually have to say that when I was on the plane um, going down there, I doubted, sincerely doubted that I had the energy necessary to go back to a meeting and to, you know, go from a, from talk to talk and from event to event um, and all of that. But I, I fully expected to fall asleep on the plane and I stayed wide awake. I got there late. I was ready to go. And it was amazing because I think it just was this feeling that I could be near my colleagues again. Um, yeah. I, I guess people might've looked at me a little weird initially because I was think I was trying to like, hug everybody that I saw. Um, but uh, it just was this, this feeling of um, just being in the place where we really had been. And for me in my career, a lot of it has been through CRF, TCT type of activities. I've been fortunate to be in that position. So it was just great to be in that environment. Yeah, I could imagine. I mean, I'm like that wanting to hug everyone when I show up at a restaurant these days. So I can imagine <laughs> being that way to meet but, uh, you know, me uh, and my team, for the most part, of course, were, were inside the virtual laybreakers, although Todd Neal was there in person, which was great. I want to hear from you some of your top clinical trials, if you can think about those, but also other sessions that you just really took home with you in the brief three days you had there. Do you want to start with the trials? I think FAME 3 was obviously um, a big one. It was on the first day and, you know, PCI versus cabbage. We don't have a ton of those strategy type of trials that come out. So um, for me, although the findings were actually not that dissimilar from what we already know in clinical practice and reflected in the guidelines for multivessel disease, we typically do stop, take the patient off the cath table and then um, decide options because the data tends to favor surgery long-term. It was great to see a trial like that presented, obviously published in the New England Journal at the same time. Um, Right after that though, and again, full disclosure, I was involved in the study was the study of uh, QC, uh, sorry, QFR versus um, angioguidance that was done in China by our colleagues there. This is the FAVOR-3 trial, which was also published in The Lancet. Um, and I think what's nice about that type of study is that it hopefully aims to simplify what we do in the cath lab and get physiologic measurements um, without actually having to wire vessels. And it was a clinical outcome study. So that mm-hmm. was um, something that was, I think, interesting. The first day was a busy day for me personally. I had a live case transmission, but then also I, I published late, I presented in the late breaking science session. Um, so I was occupied with that, um, the, the fixed six month follow up of Radiance to HCN. And also there was a study, Optimum, which was, I think, an important study that um, people may, may have kind of flown a little bit under the radar. It's, it's a study of surgical turndown patients for PCI, um, showing that we could improve quality of life outcomes for these types of patients. And also, 
Um, while their overall 30-day mortality was high, it's certainly lower than that predicted by surgeons seeing those patients. So this yeah. kind of reflects what we see in clinical practice these days. Beyond that, I mean, the studies of structural heart disease, I don't do structural heart procedures, but I'm obviously involved in the research and my team is heavily involved in it. And so just longer term data from Sertavi and cost effectiveness and what the right way of doing vascular closure is for these procedures, then moving on to the left atrial appendage. We were, I have to say, in full, full honesty, surprised that we were able to get a lot of good trials for TCT because it's going to be, it was just all up in the air, whether we're going to have TCT, whether it's going to be virtual, what it's going to be. A lot of people couldn't even come. So I think that in the end, we were just thrilled to be able to do it. And I just kudos to Juan Granada, specifically in the CRF team for being able to pull together a meeting and, and really wanting to do it, despite the fact that two months ago, the case numbers looked terrible in Florida. And there were people who were saying, you really shouldn't be doing this. It's irresponsible of you. But yet, um, I think it was able to be done safely. So uh, yeah. it, it was great to see. I really noticed just the diversity of people. And I'm not just talking race and ethnicity and women, but there were just so many new faces at this meeting. And I just wondered if that was palpable on the ground as well. Or maybe I'm just getting old and there's all these young people. I don't <laughs> <see anymore. laughs> well, you know, you, you and I both, I guess. But, but I, I think that, look, there are so many wonderful, amazing colleagues out there. And the challenge with many meetings is just giving them an opportunity to be seen and to be heard. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think that one of the things that certainly even the TCT directorship has become much more diversified than the way it's been. And that's been deliberate by, by folks like, you know, Marty, who, you know, who feels that that's really important to do. And so when that happens, then um, you hear of new people, the, the space and the field is broader than it's ever been. Um, I think you at one point had, uh, you know, tweeted out or something when I, when I said that it's more than just the stent. Um, it seems surprising that you would hear that at TCT, but I'm not surprised that we hear that at TCT anymore because no, it is such a broad field. Oh, I know, but it's, but it's a broader field now. And with that comes a lot of new voices and, and the whole idea too, is to get more people to speak. And so what was great for me too, is I didn't have as many lectures as normal. And that was phenomenal because I got to hear other people speak and it, it was great because you want to hear that. So I think that that's somewhat deliberate, but it's also reflective of the field and how broad it's become. Okay. How did your live case go? It was great. Live cases are always a question. You, you always want to make sure that they're done in the right way that's educational, but that the patient also benefits because obviously the patient's consenting for this. Um, what's nice now is that we do have pretty high standards for how this all gets done. Um, there was a mix of live cases and um, pre-recorded tape cases at, at this meeting, and I thought they were largely well-received and Many people think of the science, but TCT originated with live cases and people talking about it. And they were really well attended by the audience, both there and virtually. For me, it's an honor to be able to do these types of cases. I just thank the patients, the team back at home who's able to put it together with us because they're really showcasing what they do best. Um, But obviously, there's a lot more stress during a live case than other ones. Yeah. And it's my understanding people can still go back and watch some of these now, right? It's um, still available to people that want to register and it's free, I think even. That's right. That's right. At the risk of sounding like an infomercial, um, it is free and on demand for a year. And so 
um, it's just very easy to register online. I, I have to say, um, people like my parents who actually have been to TCT, they registered and they, they wanted to see it too. And so it's, it, it, it has broad appeal in a sense. I, but I, this is also thanks to, you know, to, to folks like Juan and the CR, CRF team who, whose vision has always been to try to broaden the educational scope so that people who otherwise can't come are able to see it. And especially in the pandemic year, that's probably very important. Yeah, I'm very sorry I wasn't there to see it in person myself, but um, I hope to be there next year. And uh, thank you so much for telling us a bit about uh, TCT 2021 this time around. We missed you, but we will see you again there. And hopefully this is a uh, setup for other meetings that can be done in person. So things like the ACC, we're just all hoping that that'll be live. And thanks again for having me on the show. Absolutely. Okay, take care. Thanks, Shelley. Bye. Yep, bye-bye. With me now is Amit Kira of UT Southwestern Medical Center and Vice Chair of the Program Committee for the AHA 2021 Scientific Sessions. Thanks so much for joining me, Amit. Well, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. The last day of AHA is when we're speaking. I'm sure your mind is still spinning, but at least it's all fresh for you. Why don't we start with some clinical trial highlights? Any practice-changing things there you want to tell me about? Well, certainly. And I, I have to start with the surgical trials. I think that's something we've been incredibly excited about because you know, it's not common to have this volume of really what we think are practice-changing clinical trials. And you know, it started day one with, with the AVATAR trial, you know, asymptomatic aortic stenosis, an area that we see you know, numerous patients with and, and yet an area without much data as to what to do. And I, I know it was a reasonably small study, but multi-center and you know, pretty impressive results about improved outcomes for early surgery. So you know, I have to say that the uh, AVATAR trial and, and then accompanying that, the tricuspid valve repair trial in the New England Journal of Medicine uh, this week, um, also with the cardiovascular surgical trial network, you know, these are really high-value high, high trials not easy to do. And, you know, we had that as well as the rapid cabbage in that same session about early surgery after ticagrelor. And then, you know, a few days later, the PLAX trial about this uh, innovative posterior pericardiotomy approach that markedly reduced atrial fibrillation. I think that's the surgical space. I'll, I'll pivot just briefly to the, uh, to the hypertension space. One, yeah, I'm a preventive cardiologist and obviously Tom Lloyd-Jones, our, our president, a, a preventive cardiologist as well. And Really a focus on hypertension with this um, this this village barber uh, sorry village uh, uh, this this village doctor uh, study in China with thirty thousand individuals where they improved hypertension treatment rates from nineteen percent to fifty seven percent and that's marked improvement in hypertension control and really gave us some innovative ways to think about hypertension around the world um, and then obviously numerous other trials as related to antiplatelets. Um, trials related to additional surgical interventions, other ones about other preventive therapies like oral PCSK9. So really a, a whole host of trials and ones that we're really excited about. Yeah, yeah. I thought, you know, usually at AHA, and I've been going, as you know, for years to this meeting, there's maybe one surgical trial in the batch, um, maybe two. So it was really interesting to see so many of these. And and then the size of those trials, because they're so difficult to do, I gather, you know, compared to the Chinese villages one you mentioned, 30,000 patients, the surgical ones obviously have that much of a harder time pulling these things together, but so important, as you say. Yeah, I agree. And I think as the, the surgeons told us, they reminded us that one is, you know, to do a surgical trial, you have to have equipoise. Maybe that's one of the hardest things about not referring or referring. And so that's one big area. And the other is you have to have expertise. And that's why I think this 
cardiovascular uh, trials network is so important because you want to make sure everyone's up to the appropriate expertise because then you're really testing the experiment. So yeah. I think that that quality of trial was certainly there. Great. Well, I spent um, long days seated in front of my computer watching the late breakers, but I know there was a lot of other stuff going on. And uh, I would say, you know, I, I believe that people can still go back and watch some of this stuff on demand, correct? Absolutely. And I, I think the, the one thing about a virtual meeting is there is so much. And, and, and the nice part is you don't have to watch it in real time. So we had, we had obviously numerous live offerings, uh, which I'll mention in just a second. But, you know, we had over, over 300 on-demand sessions. And I, I really hope people go through and just, you know, filter by community of what you're interested in. And you will find, again, over 300 very impactful sessions of, of the latest science, latest clinical practice, and then, you know, thousands of posters. Similarly, one can filter. So, so you, you, you can spend weeks uh, going through all this data. Um, <laughs> I'm exhausted. So I, I hope people do that. Yeah. <laughs> this we'll year you mentioned it is exhausting. And get, some, and get some coffee. You're ready to go. So. Right. Okay. Let me get a couple of those highlights though, because what would you like people to go back and see? There were certainly some interesting things going on and I heard people chatting about things on Twitter and I thought, oh, I need to go back and check that one out. So a couple highlights. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to mention the health equity session. I, I couldn't, I'd be, I'd be remiss if I didn't, because that's really, you know, the AHA 2024 uh, statement around health equity, something that, that the group has been working on for over a year on this session. And if those that haven't watched it, I'd say if you have one thing you watched, I would watch that one, because uh, really it, it talked about this burning platform of why we have to act, and most importantly, gave us tangible examples of exactly how we can all act to improve health equity. And by doing so, we can markedly lower cardiovascular event rates. So I thought that, that one's really a, a critical one to watch. Um, we had uh, two different sort of guidance or guideline statements. We had dietary guidance, uh, incredibly important, and, and really um, a lot of clarity on how we should think about diet in an area where there's a lot of confusion. And then today, uh, chest pain guidelines. I thought they gave some really nice presentations about how to think through algorithmically chest pain, where this uh, database is, and how they came up with these guidelines. Yeah, that's an exciting one. I had a journalist in that session, so we'll see what comes out of it. But certainly people waited for those guidelines for quite some time. So lots to talk about, I'm sure. Now, yeah. this theme, the theme for this year's meeting was One World Together for Science. And I have to know, was that the theme before you decided to go virtual? Or was it always going to be the hope that you could have everybody get together in Boston? Well, I'll tell you, regardless of virtual or together, I think we're all realizing that we're coming out of COVID. And that, that was the thing is last year was a incredible beyond disruption. And so regardless of whether we're in person or virtual, we still were, were one world, you know, and, and, and COVID taught us that, that we're sort of all in this together. This, this pandemic has really um, affected us all. But importantly, you know, the way we started it, I should have mentioned the opening session, that science, you know, hopefully is the way, way forward and the way out of this. And, and we heard that in the opening session from, from many leaders. And we also heard that in our CEO session about vaccines. So no, this was, this was before, and I think that, that stands, whether it was in-person or virtual. Really, we wanted to be uh, a guiding light, if you will, and, and positivity as we, as we move forward. Yeah, certainly the importance of um, relying on science has never seemed more important than now, so timely. I could keep you here for a while chatting about this, but what I'm going to say is that I hope I get to see you in person next year, and thanks so much for telling me a bit about 2021 this time around. Well, thanks so much, and I do look forward to seeing you in person in Chicago in 2022. Sounds great. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That is all for the November edition of Heart Sounds. You can find TCTMD's full coverage from both TCT and AHA on our website. 
Click on the conference tab at the top of the page to find all of our stories, slides, and videos from these meetings. I want to say a big thank you to the hardworking reporters in my team, Caitlin Cox, Todd Neal, Laura McEwen, Yael Maxwell, and Michael O'Reardon, who really outdid themselves at these back-to-back -back meetings. Thanks too for all the folks behind the scenes who bring our stories to the world and to Dan Goodman for producing Heart Sounds each month. Check back here at the end of December for what's become an annual tradition on the podcast. I check in with each of the TCTMD journalists to hear what stands out for them in the year gone by in cardiology news. Thanks so much for listening. Do you love listening to Heart Sounds? Check out all new original content from TCTMD featuring Talking Points with Dr. C. Michael Gibson and Rocks Art Radio with Dr. Roxanne Moran. All new episodes are available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and SoundCloud.